the average American picks up a cell phone 2,617 times every day. That means you're picking up your phone once every three minutes. You're using it about on an average of 288 minutes per day. That's four hours and 48 minutes per day. That's like five hours per day that most Americans are sitting staring at this, this little flashing screen. That's like a third of your waking hours. If you're awake for 15 hours, five hours looking at your phone. Today, we have this great gospel from Luke 16 about this steward, this wasteful steward. So it gives us an opportunity to think about how we're using the things that we have, our time and all of the other uh, gifts that we have uh, been entrusted with. He was faithful with little, can be faithful in much. If for five hours a day, you're spending, uh, you're just sitting there finding out the weird things that millionaires do or things you can learn on TikTok or checking out, uh, you know, all the cool stuff that everybody else is posting on Facebook that you're not, uh, then it's a good opportunity to question perhaps how you're using your time, what's the stewardship of your time and what that looks like and the other parts of your life. So stewardship, what, what exactly does that mean? Now, a lot of folks hear that like, oh, well, you know, that's just code word for, for church fundraising. Uh, but uh, really, it's, it's so much more than that. We've got a little inkling of what it's about from our gospel reading today. Uh, but it comes down to, at a very basic level, it means to manage something for somebody else. So taking care of something that's not yours. Uh, but even more than that, to take care of it for good, uh, to do something productive and meaningful and valuable with that which you've been given. It's not just taking care of something for somebody else, but to, it's, it's something to be managed well, to, uh, to multiply, really. Uh, that's what stewardship means. Now, we think about folks that are stewards in our culture. Politicians are a good example of this. They've been given our tax dollars, and we're asking them to manage things, not for themselves, uh, but for us, right? So they manage our roads and our uh, police stations and our law enforcement and the many other services, our, our military, that we've entrusted them with. They're stewards. And if they were to take those things that they're supposed to be managing for us, and they use them instead for themselves, which happens sometimes, we stop calling it stewardship. We then start calling it corruption, right? So, and then also priests and bishops are similar in that way. They don't own the church. This, they're stewards. They manage it for all the people of God, for the household of God. But it's not just politicians and, uh, you know, priests that are stewards. You also are a steward. You've been entrusted with great wealth. You know, this goes back to the very beginning, to who you are who I am, you know, who we are as people made in the image of God. So when God created the world, he created it with this lavishness and generosity that sparkles throughout creation. From the deepest seas, and you see these beautiful, uh, vividly colored little gems swimming down there, these fish, to the highest mountains, which, uh, you know, strike you with awe. 
with mystery and majesty to the farthest reaches of the stars. God has given all of this to us so that we could enjoy it, so that we could be in awe of his wonder and his grandeur and his majesty. But even more than that, he's given this to us so that we could collaborate with him in caring for this creation in the same way that he created and gave it to us. He wanted us to uh, bring about its fruitfulness, to, um, to multiply it, to, to manage it with the same generosity that he gave to us. This is who you are at your very core. You're a steward uh, placed in this creation to work with God, to be a blessing, to bring joy, to bring beauty. This is why you have this, this need, this deep inward from your very creation, very you are need to do something of significance in the world, to make a difference, to do something meaningful. All this goes back to who you are at your very core. You're a steward of creation, working with God, collaborating with him for joy, for sanctification, for generosity. This is your legacy. This is the meaning of stewardship. This is the the fuller, bigger picture that the church gives to us of what it means to be a steward, uh, of, of managing, but not just managing, but multiplying and uh, working with God to bring joy, to bring generosity throughout the world. This is stewardship. We do his work. We are stewards. He is the owner. We care for these things. The problem is that it's really easy to forget all these things, to forget that you're a steward and to believe that you can fully do with these things that you have control over, whatever you want, that it doesn't, you know, really matter. It's really easy to to turn inwards in sin and selfishness and to kind of grasp at these things that we have as if they're just for us and nothing more. So what do you do if you're in that situation? It's easy to get in that situation. How do you respond? So I think the first way is to realize that we have an issue, that we have a problem when it comes to things, when it comes to grasping and turning inward. This is kind of what sin does to you and me. It distorts things. We get confused about things through sin. Remember our first parents, uh, Adam and Eve, when they sinned against God? The very next thing that they did was that they ran and hid from him. And why would you hide from God? He's like amazing. He just created this beautiful, wonderful world, endowed us with all these gifts and abilities, uh, this great joy. He's, He's fullness of love. But here they are, they're hiding from him. Why? Because that's what sin does. Sin distorts, it confuses. So now they're seeing God as this, you know, uh, dictatorial, dominating punisher who's out to get them. This is what sin does. It confuses you. It also confuses and distorts the way that you look at things, possessions. So instead of finding our fullness of life and joy in God, in the beauty of the creation that he's given, in sharing that and caring for it, keeping and guarding the garden, instead we say, well, you know, I need, I need to hold on to this because who knows, I could be taken from me at any moment. Uh, and so all of a sudden, our stuff, instead of being managed well, becomes for us 
more similar to a security blanket that you hide, that you hide and hold on to because of the anxiety that you're feeling, because these misconstrued ways of, of looking at the world. St. John Henry Cardinal Newman says that it's important to remember that all rich material and production of this world, they're God's property. They're intended for his service, for God's service. But sin turns them to a different purpose. It turns them to exploitation, to, you know, to grasping, to what's in it for me. So that's where we start, right? So we consider that we've got a problem, we've got an issue. First thing we need to do is realize that we have a sin problem that's distorting how we're to manage all these things we've been given. The second thing our Lord taught, you heard it in the gospel today and in other places, is we need to realize that one day we're going to be called to account for our stewardship, for how we managed and used those gifts, those things that the Lord has given to us. You know, that steward, the dishonest steward, was being called to account by the owner in this parable. And in our, in our Lord's telling of this parable, uh, because he's getting ready to be called to account, he all of a sudden begins to change things, begins to change his actions. No longer is he wasteful, but he begins to use even that little bit of time that he has left to steward well. And the owner commends him in spite of his issues, in spite of his dishonesty and the way that he managed those things that he had. He's still commended. How are you using the things that the Lord has given to you? In spite of your issues, in spite of your failures, because one day you'll be called to account. You see this over and over. Consider the parable of the talents. Remember our Lord said that different people were given talents and that one who just kind of held tightly to his talent and squirreled it away for safekeeping, instead of being a good steward and multiplying it and using it for that which it was designed to bring joy and goodness to others, he hid it. Or, you know, the parable that our Lord told about the householder was supposed to look over the, uh, the household and manage it. Also, so also for him, just like the guy with the talents who would be called to account one day for hiding that away, so also the householder, our Lord said, that the owner at one point would return. And if that householder was found beating the, his fellow servants or being drunk, you know, not managing the affairs well, he would be punished. He would be called to account. You and I, one day, we're all going to be called to account for each moment, each of our lives and how we use those moments for the talents that we have, for all that we've been given. St. John uh, Climacus, uh, a monk of the 6th century, told a story of uh, this guy by the name of Abbot Stephen. Abbot Stephen was a holy man. Uh, he was, uh, took care of the, the monastery. He was a steward in this way. Uh, he was known for much prayer and fasting. A very good and holy man. The day before he died, he, they found him, his brother monks found him in a trance. And uh, he was in this trance as if having this conversation with this unseen judge. Um, at, at one point, he was, he was denying some accusation. At another point, he was pleading guilty for things that he had done. At another, he was asking, begging for mercy. And then he died uh, soon thereafter, the very next day. 
the monks believe that they got this glimpse of the final judgment, of what it's going to be like. It's going to be a full and thorough accounting of each word that you say, of each moment that you have. All these gifts that the Lord is, has given to you, given to your stewardship, to your management. That's the second key, I think, to being good stewards, is recalling often that you and I are going to be called to account. The saints were known for this. They would try to think about uh, you know, these last things daily. And as part of what we, it's really good if you can do this as part of your examination of conscience, calling to mind, uh, and this way getting ready and tidying up kind of how you're managing and how you're stewarding those things the Lord has given to you. So remember often, ideally daily, that you'll be called to account. That's the second thing. And then the third thing, to be a good steward, is to look to our Lord. You know, he's the ultimate model of fruitful and generous and unselfish stewardship. You know, uh, the scripture talks about him uh, emptying himself, pouring out himself for others, multiplying himself. You know, our Lord taught that if you're willing to follow his model, that anything that you give, you will obtain more. And of course, that's more to steward, more to take care of. But this is our Lord's model, what he taught. St. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, he says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. You know, God loves a cheerful giver. And our Lord, teaching this same thing, he says, there's no one who's given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the sake of the gospel that will not receive a hundred times more. Now, in this present age, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life in the age to come. So if you're a good steward and the Lord sees that he can trust you, he's going to increase your stewardship. He's going to give you more responsibilities. Just like in the parable of the talents, who he gave the first guy the talent of the one who wouldn't use his talents well. And with those things are going to come persecutions, challenges, difficulties. As part of this life, the true reward is in the next life. But the Lord will take your stewardship if you follow his model. Whoever would give up his life for my sake will find it. If you follow his model, uh, of stewardship, self-emptying, generous, not, not out of fear or clinging, the Lord will take care of you. He'll multiply those things. You will be just fine. Look to the Lord. Look to his model of stewardship. So what's the, what's the solution to this problem that we have? Admit your issues, that you're sinful, that you sometimes have anxieties and fears and you want to cling to your stuff. You get a sin problem. Remember that one day, uh, number two, remember that one day you're going to be called to account for your stewardship every single moment, all that you've been given. And then number three, turn to the Lord in his generous uh, model of, of self-giving stewardship. I would encourage you, ask you to consider today, to examine yourself and your stewardship of all that the Lord has given to you. Uh, when it comes to your talents and abilities, when it comes to your family, how are you functioning as a steward 
in your neighborhood? How are you assisting with the stewardship of your city? Uh, How are you helping out with the stewardship of the household of God with your parish? Consider these things. Think about them. And there are surely feelings. Ask uh, for the Lord for the heart of conversion, of repentance, of what he's asking you to do to be a good disciple, to be a good steward. Lord, how can I manage what you've given me with, with generosity, with self-giving? How can I be a joyful blessing for others? How can I be what you've created me to be? Uh, to leave a legacy, to follow your example of joyful, bountiful, lavish blessing upon others. And commit yourself once more to who you are, to that high and holy calling of being a stewardship, of collaborating with God in this beautiful creation that he has endowed us, entrusted us with. Amen.